It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers with you here. It is Wednesday, January 6, 2021. Hope you guys are having yourselves a great week. We are rolling along here on this first week of the offseason. Still going to catch up a little bit here on some of the coaching news. We'll talk a little bit about Joe Brady and the uh, seemingly increasing chances that Joe Brady is actually going to leave Carolina after just one year. We'll talk about some of his options. We touched on it yesterday, starting to become a little clear now that some of these interviews are actually happening. And we'll start to look at uh, particularly one name that could take over for Joe Brady. I actually got this idea seeing a tweet from John Ellis at One Panther Place on Twitter, and I found it pretty interesting. So I wanted to touch on that a little bit. So shout out and, and credit to 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 John Ellis here for uh, this idea here of talking about this coach. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but we'll start first with the talk of Joe Brady, kind of the continuing, uh, the Joe Brady watch, I guess, uh, as it were, as uh, Joe Brady actually had his first head coaching interview yesterday. Uh, he did an interview with the Houston Texans, and I just saw a tweet earlier from Ben Albright, so earlier Wednesday morning from Ben Albright, saying that Joe Brady, quote, nailed his interview with the Houston Texans. He said there is still a little bit of concern, of course, about, you know, his age, things like that, or, you know, how young he is. Of course, he's only 31 years old. But then again, uh, Sean McVay, of course, was only about, what, 31, 32, something like that, when he became a coach of the the LA Rams or St. Louis. I forget that I'm already, I'm already forgetting if they were still, I think they had already moved to LA. Every, everything's so, uh, so crazy there. But uh, so Joe Brady, about the same age that Sean McVay was when he became coach of the Rams. So I get the concern, but I mean, obviously, you know, there's precedence of, you know, a coach and of course a general manager. I mean, look at the Cleveland Browns. They've got a general manager. That's only 32 years old or 33, whatever he is now. So the precedent is there for Joe Brady to become a head coach. And again, the fact that uh, he supposedly nailed his interview, I mean, no one ever doubted that he was going to be a, uh, a hot candidate. We knew this was coming. Uh, it's just starting to become more realistic, I guess, now that he's actually going through these interviews. He interviewed with the Texans yesterday, and he is interviewing with the Atlanta Falcons today, and as we talked about yesterday, uh, he is also getting interest from the LA Chargers. In fact, I uh, was hit up by the the boys over at Locked On Chargers for just a quick thought on 
Joe Brady potentially going to the Chargers. And, you know, the Chargers certainly would be a uh, a really intriguing destination for Joe Brady. We know, obviously, his track record with Joe Burrow and coming to the Chargers. I mean, there's a lot of people that say the Chargers are the most attractive job opening of the six in the NFL. In fact, on the flip side, there's some that will argue the Falcons, who, again, Joe Brady's interviewing with today, is the worst. Because um, Atlanta, of course, I, I think it boils down to how far over the cap they are right now. You know, There's only two teams out of the six that are projected over the cap right now. That's the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. And you know, obviously the Lions are a bit of a, a mess right now. That would be a, a total rebuild project. You know, s- Similar, but of course not as big of a rebuild or as big of a mess as Matt Rule is coming into with the Panthers. Falcons, you know, they're over the cap. Questions, of course, about the quarterback position, but a lot of people uh, starting to think they could certainly use that fourth overall pick on a quarterback in this year's draft. So it's not a... It's not a dire situation in Atlanta, but there's certainly some questions. And again, they've got to do some moving. Obviously, there's questions on Julio Jones and what his future with the the Falcons is going to be. But you know you've got Calvin Ridley there. So you've got obviously something there on the outside. But you've got a lot of work to do at the running back position. Because especially in the second half of the year, the Falcons had a lot of trouble running the football. You know, they went with a running back by committee and we saw that Todd Gurley just looked gassed. So, you know, he really faded uh, after his injury. So a lot of questions surrounding the Falcons. So it'll be interesting, you know, if Joe, Joe Brady goes there. But we talk about the Chargers. I think Joe Brady would do really great there because, of course, they've got their quarterback in place now. They've got Justin Herbert. They're sitting around the middle of the draft. They've got 13th pick in the draft. But... You know, the the team obviously has a lot of good pieces. You've got Keenan Allen. You've got Austin Eckler. And, of course, on defense, you've got Joey Bosa. You've got Derwin James. Obviously, injuries have been a big factor for Derwin James and really for the Chargers as a whole. But the talent is there, and a coach like Joe Brady could be that guy to really help get the Chargers kind of, you know, back over the hump and kind of off this inconsistent route that they've been in. I mean, remember, it was just a year or two ago, the Chargers won 12 games and were fighting for the division title and then uh, wound up winning a playoff game. Yeah, I think it was two years ago because this was Lamar. That's right, because it was Lamar Jackson's rookie year because that's who the Chargers beat in the playoffs before losing to the Patriots. So, you know, I like the fit in L.A. I think Joe Brady would do well there. And I think, obviously, Houston would be pretty nice there, too. You know, there's obviously rumblings now that Houston, um, you know, they did hire their general manager. They hired Nick Casario. But the issue that people are having now is that, you know, when the report came out, there was a list of names for the Texans. Uh, general manager names, Lewis Riddick was on that list, and a couple other names. But one name that was not on the list that they supposedly brought to somebody for like final viewing, whatever it was, one name that was not on that list was the man they just hired, Nick Casario. And we saw the cryptic tweet last night from Deshaun Watson saying, what, the the more things change, something I think is, is what he said. And of course, everyone's starting to wonder 
you know, what's going on in Houston. So again, we, we talked about how he nailed his interview, but is Joe Brady going to take that job? How is there going to be concern for Brady of, you know, some of the issues with the front, the front office with, you know, Jack Easterby still, you know, we thought he'd be out, but clearly he's still kind of running the show there. And, you know, is, is Nick Casario going to have any say on the head coach? Who knows what, uh, what the Texans will do. So you wonder if Joe Brady's going to have uh, a little bit of concern about becoming, if he's offered the job, of course, about becoming the head coach of the Houston Texans. So I think at least of the three that we've uh, been talking about here so far, the Texans, the Falcons, and the Chargers, I think the best fit right now for Joe Brady, if if he had his choice of those three, would be the L.A. Chargers. They seem to be the team that's at least closest to getting back into contention or, or being back into a contender. Because, again, the, the Texans, of course, too, no first-round pick, no second-round pick. So this is going to be a, a tough go. Obviously, you get Deshaun Watson as your quarterback, but you've still got a mess all throughout the uh, the the team, and especially on defense. We know that defense was absolutely rough, and the future is obviously looking bleak for J.J. Watt. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of questions that that would at least make Joe Brady stop and, you know, have some second thoughts. Not necessarily, not necessarily saying he would back out, but at least take some extra time to think about the Texans. Like I said, I think the L.A. Chargers seem to be uh, at least of these three. Now, Jackson, I, I still like Jacksonville as, as a location as well. Now, there's, I don't think there's been anything yet as far as uh, the Jaguars interviewing Joe Brady. But obviously, you like the situation that Jacksonville has as well. So I think Joe Brady would fit really nicely as there as well. I mean, chance to, chance to work with Trevor Lawrence. You've got all this cap space. You know, and you've already got some young pieces, so you've got you got a lot to work with here uh, in Jacksonville. So, should Joe Brady have his pick of some of these coaches? It would be really interesting, but those would certainly be the two that I think uh, would best fit him. I mean, I think he would do well anywhere, but certainly if he lands with either the Chargers or the Jaguars. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, like I said, I wanted to talk about, you know, shout out from John, shout out to John Ellis uh, for kind of getting this idea. So I want to talk about one of the coaches that he mentioned that could move into Joe Brady's place should Joe Brady leave. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to give a quick shout out and let you guys know that this episode is being brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. 
Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond diamond ring that is launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. And of course, a quick reminder, you guys, too, to check out our friends over at Locked On Bets because 2020 is mercifully over, and that means it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. So if you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. So subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about the coach now in question that we didn't really uh, didn't really say yet, but it is going to be or, or the coach that we're going to talk about here. Again, shout out getting this idea from John Ellis at One Panther Place on Twitter. So go follow him if you aren't. But he mentioned Jeff Nixon as a possible replacement for Joe Brady should he leave. Jeff Nixon, of course, is currently the senior offensive assistant and the running backs coach for the Panthers. And uh, the the big note here that would help Jeff Nixon get into this coordinator role is that he has previously been at, in an offensive coordinator position for Matt Rule. He was co-offensive coordinator and running backs coach with Matt Rule when they were at Baylor. So he's obviously got a lot of experience, and of course he was one of the guys that Rule brought over with him to Carolina when he brought over seemingly a host of people from Baylor and Temple. Nixon, of course, has a lot more coaching experience as well prior to to being at Baylor, including uh, 10 years of experience in the NFL that also included stops with the Eagles, the Dolphins, and the 49ers. In fact, before he came to Baylor in 17, he spent the 2016 season as the tight ends coach for the 49ers. And then prior to that, he was running backs coach for the Dolphins for five seasons from 2011 to 2015. So, of course, he got to work with Reggie Bush and Lamar Miller there. And uh, Reggie Bush had 1,086 yards and six touchdowns in 2011, and then 2014, Lamar Miller had 1,099 rushing yards, so he's coached two running backs to 1,000-yard seasons, and in fact, the Dolphins were second in the NFL in average yards per carry in that 2014, uh, yeah, 2014 season. And then before he came to Miami, he spent four seasons from 07 to 10 with the Philadelphia Eagles, serving as offensive and special teams assistant, and you know he worked closely with the running backs as well there too, which of course included uh, two of the greats, Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy, and even Leonard Weaver. There's a throwback name, the all-pro all fullback. And then he worked on special teams, and this was back when, of course, Deshaun Jackson was extremely dynamic and extremely explosive as a punt returner, including 2010, of course, the uh, the miracle at the Meadowlands too, uh, so that's his NFL experience, and then he was also running backs coach at Temple, where he first actually met up with Matt Rule, uh, and then from 03 to 05 he worked with the running backs, the tight ends, and the special teams 
at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. And then before that, he was running backs coach for four seasons at Shippensburg University, 99 to 92. And then 98 was the running backs coach at Princeton. And his coaching his coaching uh, goes all the way back to 1997 when he was a student assistant coach at Penn State. And this, of course, was while Matt Rule was playing at Penn State. Uh, and then his playing career, he played his first two years of college ball at West Virginia, 93 and 94, and then 95, 96, played at Penn State. So a lot of a lot of interaction, a lot of intersections between Jeff Nixon and Matt Rule. So it certainly makes a lot of sense that uh, Jeff Nixon would get the bump up to the offensive coordinator position if uh, Joe Brady leaves. I mean, again, being the senior offensive assistant, that almost means you're, at least to me, it sounds like he's kind of right behind Joe Brady in terms of uh, helping with the offense. And again, he's got the he's got the history of already being in an offensive coordinator position under Matt Rule or on Matt Rule's coaching staff. So makes a lot of sense uh, for them to just hire, you know, promote from within. Jeff Nixon uh, seems like he's ready and, you know, all, all that experience and having to work, getting to work with Joe Brady and, you know, just having the experience of working with all these great running backs, you know, I mean, it's kind of a who's who of, running backs that he's gotten to work with over the years between Christian McCaffrey, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Lamar Miller, Brian Westbrook, all, all these great players. He has this experience. So he, he feels he's ready. I, I would imagine. So should be really interesting if that's the direction that the Panthers go in. If Joe Brady were to leave. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it should be, should be really interesting what will uh, what will come through here. Uh, and of course, the general manager position for the Panthers still up for grabs. Uh, I think I saw they did interview Ed Dobbs. And again, we talked about Ed Dobbs yesterday, the assistant general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, who's seen as one of the biggest up-and-coming front office people and, you know, probably one of the next great GMs in this league. So, sounds like he would be a really nice get for the Panthers if he can, uh, or if the Panthers are able to lure him. And, I mean, he's been in the market seemingly for a couple years. Uh, people have had their eye on him. In fact, you know, I just found an article here from a couple years ago, at least, uh, Albert Breer writing of some up-and-coming GM candidates, and one of them was Ed Dodds. And Breer wrote on him, quote, Dodds was quietly considered Seahawks GM John Schneider's secret weapon for years. And it took someone with Ballard's institutional knowledge to come in and poach him. Words out now. Dodds is not only a top evaluator for the Colts, but also helps Ballard run trades. And of course, we saw the Colts in 2020 make a... Very nice trade in terms of acquiring DeForest uh, Buckner for a first-round pick. And so Dodds is ready, and we'll see if the Panthers, uh, we'll see if the Panthers pull the, or, uh, pull the trigger 
on making Dodds their next GM. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So before we finish up here, a quick reminder that uh, this episode is also being brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. College football, of course, heading into its championship game next week, and NFL playoffs starting this week, so a lot of stuff coming up, and NBA, college basketball, a lot of good stuff, and there's only one place that has you covered if you want to win some money this winter here, and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and remember to use our promo code Locked On to get 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So as we wrap things up here, uh, actually a little bit of breaking news here. I uh, just saw this on Twitter here. Uh, Cole Kubelik, if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, reporting that, the, uh, that LSU is hiring Jake Peets as their offensive coordinator. Pete's, of course, spent the last few seasons with the Carolina Panthers, was, of course, their running back coach in 2019 and was their quarterback's coach in 2020. Also had spent time with the Jaguars, Washington, and the Raiders. But now he is headed to the college ranks, effectively taking uh, Joe Brady's old spot, or at least a little bit higher than what Joe Brady was, because Brady, of course, was only the passing game coordinator, or the, you know, passing game whatever for LSU. But that is where Jake Peets is heading as a uh, as the offensive coordinator. So really, this is going to be his uh, first big opportunity to kind of help run this show. A uh, quick, quick run-through of Jake Pete's play, uh, coaching career. He well, he played three years at Nebraska from 03 to 05. Then began his coaching career in 2006 at uh, Santa Barbara City College. He was the safeties coach and special teams coordinator. Then 2007, he went to UCLA for uh, defensive quality control. Then in 2012 is when he finally got his first start. Uh, or began his coaching career in the NFL. He had been a scout in, in some in uh, some aspect with the Jaguars for a few years, starting in 08. But then 2012 is when he became an offensive assistant and was assistant quarterbacks coach. 2013 went back to college, went to Alabama as offensive analyst and assistant quarterbacks coach. 2014 came up to Washington. Of course, worked with Sean McVay. That was when McVay was offensive coordinator of Washington. Pete's was the offensive quality control and assistant wide receivers coach. Then spent three years with the Oakland Raiders, first as the senior offensive assistant in 2015, assistant quarterbacks coach in 2016, and then quarterbacks coach in 2017. 
went back to Alabama as an offensive analyst in 2018, and then, of course, came up to the Panthers in 2019, uh, first under Ron Rivera as running backs coach, and then was kept on by Matt Rule, but moved over to his, really, his natural position of quarterbacks coach. But now he'll really help run the show, as he will now be the offensive coordinator for LSU. Again, that was just just announced on Twitter. So congrats to Jake Pete. So now, as uh, so we just talked about, the Panthers could be in line for looking for a new offensive coordinator, which could be Jeff Nixon. But now we definitely know that they are in, in the market now for a new quarterbacks coach. Uh, for the record, Matt Lombardi is currently the assistant quarterbacks coach for the Panthers. He, uh, This was his first year with the Panthers. He previously was with the Browns as a scout in 2013, then was special teams quality control for Louisville at 2014, and then was a tight ends graduate assistant in 15 and 16, and then 17 and 18, worked with Matt Rule at Baylor as offensive quality control coach. 2019, came back to the NFL as quality control coach for the Miami Dolphins, and now is the offense or assistant quarterbacks coach for the Panthers in 2020. So chances are he, I, I would imagine he gets the bump up to quarterbacks coach. We'll see what happens, but that seems to be the most likely route that the Panthers are going to go with. So there you go. A little, a little bit of uh, breaking news there to wrap up this Wednesday podcast. So that's going to do it. We'll come back tomorrow, uh, see what other coaching news pops up, if any. But uh, another good day in the books. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, as always. Follow me on Twitter, of course, at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast. And, of course, check out uh, the rest of the crew here at the Locked On Network, including our friends over at Locked On NFL, where Wednesdays on Locked On NFL take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. As Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk pros- to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. So does your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier pick in the 2021 draft. Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. So that's going to do it. I'm out of here. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.